This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Hi, and welcome to Real Good Stuff. I'm Scott Clapson, and we're here today at A Million Drops Learning Center with founding director Micah Bolt. How are you today? I'm fine, thank you. It's great to have you on the program. We're coming up on the five-year anniversary of A Million Drops, right? It's pretty exciting, yeah? It is, and I actually I almost forgot. I'm so busy with running the center that I almost forgot about the anniversary. Yes, December 2013. Wow, that's awesome. So what inspired you to start A Million Drops? I remember clearly a day in uh, the, uh, like it must have been October 2012, when uh, my friend and I were driving through downtown LA just for some inspiration. And uh, we saw some people painting a mural at the corner of us of a block on Skid Row. And we pulled over because we wanted to talk to them. And uh, it turned out that the owner of that building or the person who leased the building was a young man who had opened the backyard of his place to invite some elderly homeless people to live there. And I was so blown away. He had set up a porta potty. They had some tents there. Uh, there was a sink. And it was just some a little bit more sense of security for them behind a sliding gate than being right on skid row. And I was just so impressed by him being so compassionate and so kind that, you know, he would do that. That inspired me to, like, follow his footsteps, I guess. And a couple of weeks later, literally, the Friday after Thanksgiving, we organized a donation drive in his backyard. And I reached out to my friends and network and so many people came by and dropped off blankets and clothing and toiletries. And the need was so, so incredible that everything went the second it was taken out of a box, somebody grabbed it because they wanted it. So, And the whole thing was not just a donation drive, it was also a little block party because we had music and coffee and cookies and everybody enjoyed themselves. And it was such a great experience that... I just felt I want to keep doing it. So about uh, four weeks later or so, we had a haircut day at the same place. He let me use his backyard and we set up a little hair salon with music and cookies and coffee. And, and we actually had swivel chairs, believe it or not, and mirrors. Oh, wow. <laughs> so um, and uh, people came in from the street, men and women, and got their hair done. And it was just like for them a real different day because it was like a normal day like being at a hair mm -hmm. salon and talking with the person in the swivel chair next to you it was some sense of normality again I felt so inspired by seeing that it wasn't that difficult to make a difference even if it was just just a difference for the day right that I just wanted to continue doing it and so I decided I'm going to try and see if I can start a nonprofit. so you mentioned something really important uh networks Mm -hmm. and those social networks that we build. I have known you for about a year, right? Yep. And I've been watching you uh, community organize, and I don't know if ever, anybody's ever referred to you as a community organizer before. Have they? No, not really. Not I really? I watch you build networks by listening to people, right? You you really value people's stories. Um, can you speak to that? for our listeners and what the importance is of listening to people and their stories. 
I think we as a whole can only survive if we support each other. I think any system, any nation for that matter, is only as strong as its weakest link. And I think unless we start talking to each other and understanding each other, we will never be as strong as we potentially could be. We depend on our networks. You know, None of us is really capable living and surviving on their own. We need support. We need other people. And again, you know, you, you will find your network by knowing your network, by knowing the people that you're surrounded with. And to me, it comes natural. You know, you tell me something and somebody else tells me something and I think like, oh my God, these two people would be so productive together. Mm -hmm. So I just introduce you and what you do with that, that's up to you. I can only make the introduction, but... Thank you to you, Micah, for uh, this podcast series, right? If it wasn't for me speaking up and saying, I really want to start doing podcasts again. And then you introduced me to Cynthia DJ Cherish, mm -hmm. right? And the next thing I knew, a few months later, the microphones were here. Thank you to Sure Microphones for the impeccable sound quality. And thank you to Cynthia uh, for this. And thank you to you for making the connection and just realizing that there were people that could benefit from knowing each other. Um, it's been really exciting and I definitely am inspired by Cynthia and this is a great, a great opportunity for a million drops for us to sit down with folks who are doing this work together, right? Cause it's a big part of the show is people who are working together with each other mm -hmm. to help folks who are experiencing homelessness. Right. That's the focus. And, uh, I think, um, this podcast will really, really help in spreading the word and introducing people to a greater audience that need to have a voice. And for me, as someone who has experienced homelessness and, and is still experiencing homelessness, I think it's important to remember that we do already have our voices and it's just sometimes not heard mm -hmm. by people with privilege, right? People maybe that have never been without shelter. Um, what do you think is the biggest thing that you've learned in all of with all of the folks that you've listened to and all of the people that you've met that don't have housing what's the biggest thing that's impacted you in listening to people's stories and getting to know what's happening in people's lives and what their passions are really that the only connecting factor is that they do not have a home currently they otherwise the stories are so different from person to person the reasons why they may be on the street and what has led to the current situation there's no two stories that are alike that uh, i think that still blows my mind that there's so mm -hmm. many different reasons and uh, backgrounds that to me is really the, the biggest revelation ever since i started doing that i, I, I don't think i would have known that or expected that in the beginning mm -hmm. so i can see that people who have not listened to many um, people who are experiencing homelessness that they would um, be a little bit more judgmental mm -hmm. it's easy to say like well it's their own fault but once you start hearing all these stories you know no it's not you know right. so i think that yeah. that is uh, really the biggest um, thing that i've learned the other thing that I've noticed with you is you tend not to focus on how someone ended up in this situation, right? You just kind of address that, that different people end up experiencing homelessness for different reasons. Rather than addressing the root causes, like, why did you get here? You know, how did you get here? Your choices led you here. You choose to focus on 
what folks are passionate about, right? What, what inspires them? What gives them hope? What brings them smiles? What makes them laugh? Um, maybe even what their immediate needs are that can be addressed here at A Million Drops, whether it's creativity or toiletries or a snack or different things like that, getting their hands dirty in the dirt and gardening if that's what they want to do, writing poetry, um, creating art and things like that. Can you speak to that about how important that is to focus on those things that inspire us rather than the, th- the things that maybe happened to us that got us into these situations? I don't know how I learned it or when I learned it, to be honest, but at some point in my life, I realized it doesn't help to wallow in the past. So I kind of started focusing on the here and now and the moment and maybe think about the next couple of days. I don't want to judge anybody by what their past is, what they have done or experienced. To me, it matters what they're doing now or what they're going to do, what their visions and ideas are. And I think that's one of the things I would like to accomplish with our learning center is to give people a space where they can calm down in us and empty their minds of whatever troubles there are from the daily struggle and uh, come to a point where they're relaxed enough that they can actually feel themselves, I guess, and uh, maybe give them the opportunity to discover what passions, hopes, and dreams they may have that maybe they never realized or maybe they got buried over the years. I think, I hope that um, giving them tools like books and computers and the garden and having workshops for like poetry or acting will tickle awake some buried passion and maybe open their eyes to potential that they have that they otherwise would not see. Is that making sense? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) It's absolutely making sense. You're calling forth their humanity. Mm-hmm. Right. And the brilliance that I have seen here already in these like few weeks. I mean, we've only been open since um, June, which is only whatever, five months now. Right. And but the things that people have said or put on paper or the, the drawings and paintings some people have created, there's such a potential here. It's just like I would never have expected that, you know, the brilliance of some of the people. Yes, absolutely. That's the biggest thing for me as a participant here that has impacted me mm-hmm. is the brilliance that happens in this room. Uh, the other day we were having a conversation, right? Because one of the things that that's offered here is laundry vouchers, right? To get people's laundry done. But we started having conversations about the larger aspect of what this looks like, not just in Los Angeles, but in other cities as well, that there are these laundry programs that are happening with nonprofits, with different churches, with different collaborations, right? Um, and just conversations like that, that, that come up in this room, in this space of the learning center are just so powerful because so often it's thought that, oh, we're, we're homeless. We don't have the ability to think for ourselves or we need serious help. Or, um, the biggest thing that I hear is that we're all mentally ill and we're not functional people. And you're bringing up the point and there's other folks like Greg from the love foundation and Robert Galinsky, uh, that's been a guest on one of our previous podcasts about that, about the brilliance of folks that Mm -hmm. tend to get ignored. Mm -hmm. And that's the most beautiful thing for me that happens in this space is not just the creativity, but the conversations between folks and the thoughtfulness. As we close out this podcast, are there any words of brilliance that you would like to leave with our listeners? 
I would like to invite our listeners to come visit us at the A Million Jobs Learning Center and actually meet some of our people here in person. Yeah. I think that would be wonderful. If anybody's interested, um, they can visit our website, www.amilliondrops.org, and uh, contact us, or they can just stop by here at the A Million Drops Learning Center at 1711 North Venice Avenue in Hollywood, Mondays to Fridays from 2 to 6, and say hi. And uh, maybe some of them would love to volunteer here and actually just um, talk with people, connect, you know, sit with somebody and play chess or... Listen. Listen. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I really appreciate you, Micah. Thank you. And all that you do, all that you've done for me. And I know that it's exponential in the lives that you've impacted from inspiring people to make art through the art shows that you've hosted through Unsheltered, through the photography that you expanded Unsheltered to be, um, through the laundry nights that were happening previously, which is how I came in contact with A Million Drops, through the continued laundry voucher program, through this learning center that's been open. Um, if you'd like to donate to help the learning center keep going, uh, you can always go to a million drops.org, like Micah said, and make a donation oh, yes. to a million drops. Um, and we graciously accept those donations. Uh, there's a lot of amazing brilliance that happens in this space and a lot of community building that happens uh, in this space. So thank you, Micah, for being willing to take the inspiration and, and move forward with it and call forth people's humanity and their dignity together in community with others. I'm Scott Clapson. Thank you to Micah both for joining us today on Real Good Stuff here at the A Million Drops Learning Center. Uh, you can learn more at A Million Drops again by visiting amilliondrops.org. And a special thank you to Sure Microphones for the impeccable sound quality. Have a great day. This is-